Welcome to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. My name is Shelly and I'm your host. I'm a self-taught astrologer, modern mystic, yogic guide, and women's empowerment coach living in the South Florida area. This podcast was created with the intention to share the tools, people, and modalities that have continued to help me shift and heal to up-level my life in efforts to inspire and encourage you to do the same. Thank you so much for being with me. Good day, good morning, good evening, wherever you are as you're listening today. I'm excited to share with you somebody who connected with me on Instagram. And for whatever reason, we ended up aligning to be here today on the full moon. So it is March 13th as we're recording this. And I truly don't believe that there's any mistake in that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to what comes through. Janelle Bridges is from Australia and she is a medium and a mentor. And she is going to share with us a little bit about how she got into alignment with her gifts, how they've unfolded for her, and share with us some tidbits that are some spiritual nuggets to take with us along the way. Thank you so much for being with me. And thank you so much for taking the time out to share your message, to share what you do to the world. Thank you for having me on and getting up nice and early to allow for the for the time difference. I super appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess um, to talk about how I stepped into this world, I guess we could call it. Um, I like to share this story because there's so much smoke and mirrors around. Like I was born in a spiritual family and my nan used to run rituals under the full moon and all this kind of stuff. And for me, it's absolutely not that story. And I feel that that's kind of inspiring for others that are, that come from a family who are kind of going, what, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you into now? You know? Um, so it was only maybe three and a half years ago, maybe four, um, that I had a visitation dream from my uncle. Um, so before that happened, I didn't know, excuse me, I've had COVID. So my voice is still kind of in and out, but, um, I basically, first of all, realized I just felt a presence. I just felt like my uncle was around and I sent my sister-in-law a text message and I said, who was that psyche that you saw? And she said, oh, why? And I said, I can just feel my uncle around. And she said, what do you mean? It's just this feeling, like it's just a feeling. That's the only way I could describe it. And I went to bed that night and I had a visitation dream where he had a really, really strong message for me. Um, If you don't know what a visitation dream is, or if you're wondering what that is, it's essentially where your loved one visits you as you're sleeping um it feels different to a normal dream about a loved one because it feels really real it was in incredible chronological order for me whereas normally when we wake up from a dream and we're like and then I did this and then I went here and I did this 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 was in sequence and um I held his hands he had a really really specific message for me which was I know that you don't know how to do it but please look out and look after my daughter and I touched base with her the next day and she was not in a good way at all so that was my first holy goodness this is real (laughs) like this is real this happened um I truly thought that he pushed the boundaries of contacting me through his love for her rather than me having an ability or anything like that I thought he's chosen me because I'm open um and that was my first kind of this is magic like this is pure magic moment and as I say that was only four years ago 
um, I became a little bit obsessed with psychics and mediums. I just loved the magic and seeing how it all worked and knowing that our loved ones were still there. I went to psychic medium shows. Um, I just loved to see it unfolding. Like I didn't even need a reading, didn't even want one. I just wanted to see it happen. Yeah. You're like, these are like, my people. Like I need to be with my people. Yeah. And I was like, this is where I want to be. And, um, on a whim, I enrolled in a psychic development course. So it, I was scrolling down Facebook and I saw it and I literally just had a moment where I was like, yep, doing it. So I did it and I enrolled and I told my husband and my husband was like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and we were running a big event space business at the time. We had no, parenting two kids. I had no free time. Um, I, I think it's important that I mentioned that this was probably the first thing that I've ever done in my adult life that didn't have a reason behind it. Mm. So, you know, if I'd learned, if I'd studied, if I enrolled in something, it was because it could benefit me in my career or it would be, you know, progression financially or whatever it was. I was always strategic about what I was choosing to do. And this was the very first time I was like, I just want to. <laughs> I just want to. I don't know why I do. And um, again, just wanted to be around these people. I was like, wow, this course is actually really reasonable. I can be around these magical people rather than paying, you know, $60 a ticket to go to a show all the time and was enthralled. And I'm a terrible student. I hated school. I left early. I can't listen. My brain is very distracted. And I was hanging off every word that my mentor said. I loved class. I never wanted it to end. And then I realized, hey, I can do this. Like I can, I can do this, you know, and just had fun with it, played with it, allowed it to unfold. I used to record Snapchat stories on my phone just for myself afterwards to say like, this happened, like, and I did this. And, and I still look at those. So, um, I think we, I think, I think the energy was a little too potent for technology because it just froze. So what I was saying is I actually truly believe we all have mediumship skills as well. So, um, many mentors will tell you everyone's psychic, but only a select few are mediums. And mm-hmm. I have not come across a student that doesn't have mediumship abilities yet so I like to push the boundaries and ruffle a few feathers so that will ruffle a few feathers but um I truly believe we have the ability so um I was doing it for myself I was practicing um and then COVID hit so here in Australia uh March 2020 we shut down all events for essentially two years um so my whole household income stopped overnight like just done um we run an events company I was a marriage celebrant for 12 years my husband plays in a band every weekend so we had backup you know we had these successful businesses and they just stopped and once I got out of bed because it was huge it was horrible once I got out of bed um I wanted to help and I didn't know how to help. I didn't know how to help anyone because I had no money coming in and I'm a helper and it makes me feel useful. And I thought, what can I do? And I thought I can do free readings. I can practice. Maybe that will get me out of being depresso. <laughs> Maybe it will help other being people. Of service. Yeah, yeah. Just being of service. Um, and so I started, I put a post up on a Facebook forum and I had 350 messages and I was like, whoa 
And my husband was like, there's a market for this. <laughs> He's so strategic. <laughs> there's a market for this. And um, I think I chose about five or six people and I just connected in via photo and sent it by email and was very nervous. And they were all really accurate because, of course, I'd been practicing. I'd been developing for about 18 months. And um, I went, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what I'm here to do. And it was just like a light bulb moment. Um, this little room that I'm sitting in right here, this is used to be a garden shed. And pre-COVID, I didn't know why. I just knew that I had to make this into a room for myself. Um, again, I had no idea why. I was like, I'm going to convert this. Again, my husband's like, what are you doing? Why? What, like, what, what are you doing? Husband. I'll be husband. I'll be <laughs> I'm a manifesting generator. So he's just like, okay, okay she's I get it. I get it. <laughs> she is. And I said, I'm just, just don't look. Give me three days. Don't look. And it's a beautiful room and I love it. But so I just knew something was coming, but I didn't know why. But I know myself well enough to just roll with whatever inspiration comes up for me and um yeah since that moment I haven't looked back <laughs> so um I've done over 1500 readings I teach I've done live shows I've done radio gigs and I just it's just my guides literally went okay she's realized <laughs> finally go get out there and get to work woman mm-hmm. and just out of curiosity did you know your human design before you started feeling okay so same with me and I have to say that what it sounds like to me and I know this is something that you know with my experience and how I've unfolded it was a really sacral like Mm. aha moment where Mm -hmm. like you said it was so guttural and so um I mean, just automatic almost yes. where it was just yep. like, that's what I need to do. That's what I need to sign up for. Mm-hmm. And there was no resistance. There was no headiness. It was this mm-hmm. inner sense of knowing without really knowing how I knew. Yep. And as, and just as you said, everybody is psychic. Everybody has abilities mm-hmm. to channel and connect. And it's almost like a muscle. It's, it's refining it. It's being yep. able to commit time to it. And commit time to yourself at the very same time within mm-hmm. that space to really begin to hear your own voice on a deeper level. And when mm-hmm. you tap into that, you're able to connect to what is not your voice, right? Yes, and what's coming absolutely. from a different space energetically. And it's very beautiful because interestingly enough, um, I grew up in a very Christian household and my dad visited me when he passed and I remember it being so visceral and I'm like, Mm. he's alive, he's alive, he's alive, he's Mm. alive. And I was like, there's something to this. There is, you know, for sure something going on beyond the physical reality that we partake in. And I was um, uh, exposed to it, um, but never really had the experience, but the experience, right. Is what allows you to translate and connect to those feelings that we probably don't really connect to anymore because of society, but I'm Mm. sure back in the day, you know, hence the witch trials and all that other stuff that was going on, it was easier to connect and resonate with that, with that feeling because there wasn't as many distractions. We were able to have that time. So now it's like truly these experiences and these bouts of experiences that people have that really assist them and pivot them forward into ultimately aligning with their gifts, aligning with what they're intended to do. And once you do, like you said, it's just one thing after the other, like the sequence Mm -hmm. of events just end up falling into place. 
They do. And looking back now, my husband and I have run businesses together forever and I've always always made decisions on that feels right. And my husband's very strategic. So he'll be like, this lines up and this makes sense on paper. And I'm always like, feels right. And I never used to understand that that was such an important and potent way to make decisions. I was just thought I was lazy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, feels right. That'll work. And now it's just like, no, nah, it doesn't feel right. Or no, there's no energy behind it. Or no, the energy's behind it and I don't know why. And luckily enough, my husband really respects that. <laughs> I just yeah. go with what I say. Um, but it's interesting because I only came across my human design uh, maybe 18 months ago and it made so much sense to me. So much so sense, any, right? If anyone's listening and they haven't done it, please do it because you'll you'll just go, so I'm not unstable. For me, it was like, so I'm not unstable. I'm just a manifesting generator. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, it was also unstable. <laughs> yes, I actually um, just recorded a podcast with Raven Scott, who she does yeah. um, human design anal- analysis. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing, you know, human design and the way in which I, I put it is I had my astrology chart read, my natal chart read. And I remember this is before I even knew anything about it. I was like maybe 18 or 19 years old. And I felt so seen and heard and understood mm-hmm. and adding the human design component to that. Mm-hmm. gave me and and I don't even understand like the right words to really put it but the way in which they describe how we process energy and yes. how these different types are mm-hmm. like you said it was like oh my gosh I am understood this mm-hmm. is why and this is this like I'm not crazy going with my gut no right? like, this is where it's supposed to be. that's where like the sauce is I'm supposed mm-hmm. to respond right yes so it's just really fascinating that all these different tools, especially because human design is fairly new. It was like mm-hmm. from the 80s, right? But yeah. like all these different tools that we have that can bring us closer to a deeper understanding and to have those moments of like, this is where I'm, what I'm aligned with. Mm-hmm. And this is where I need to go. This gut feeling that I have is not weird. Like my tummy aches. It's like, okay, get, get going, put some yeah. fire under your tush, you know? Yeah. And even just your markers as to when you're not in alignment. So for me, I feel resentful, you know, and I know that if that's coming up, it's like, okay, yeah, you're not in alignment rather than that's life. People don't like going to work every day. Whereas I know when I'm not excited, when a booking comes in and I'm like, meh, (laughs) I'm going to move on. I'm going to do something else because the spark's not there anymore. And, you know, it's, Again, I spent lots of my life trying to change that. So trying to even out the energy or even out the moods as well, because what I learned through human design was that I am very motivated and very energized and really excited and I'll get a lot done. And then all of a sudden, I call it my God complex. I'll step into my God complex. I have so much to say. The world wants to speak to me. I'm here for a reason. And then I'll just fall off that perch and I'll be like, I am a piece of crap and I don't deserve to be alive. And I used to be like, how do I even out this energy? Right. And then I had a human design reading and, and he said to me, this is you getting really excited, building, 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 real excited. And then you've got to sink down and you've got to check underneath for all the termites and all the things that you missed when you were really excited and building this, this big structure. Mm. And I was like, wow, so there's not anything wrong with me. <laughs> I don't have a mood disorder. I'm just riding my energetic waves. And for me, that was life-changing because I was like, okay, I know what I need to do when I feel a bit flat, sit with it, examine, yeah. move forward. Yep, and yeah, and don't get attached. I, re- I call it like mm. my expansion and contraction phase. Yes. It's like I have this mm. 
this energy where it's like, I'm expanding, I'm growing. And then I know when I hit like a certain level of my expansion, it's like, okay, time to go in time to check out, tune out, do something different, connect to something different. And it does, it processes. And it's a way, in my opinion, of, of kind of bringing together the duality, Mm. right? Like the the integrating energy, right? That, that, comprises every single one of us, the masculine and feminine, Mm -hmm. the active and the passive. And Mm -hmm. when we overexert ourselves with man, which many gents oftentimes do, right. It's like, we can do everything, you know, like just because you do everything doesn't mean you should, but like, (laughs) I can do it. I can be Mm -hmm. a mom. I can own a business. I can do readings. I can have clients. And then it's like, you need to take a moment and take a step Mm -hmm. back and Mm reevaluate where that energy is going because it is depleting over an extended period of time, yes. you know? So I now can actually pay attention to, you know, where my energy levels are. And I will mm-hmm. sometimes not book clients for a couple of days. So I can just kind of decompress before yes. I can continue to give. Yes, absolutely. And you need to, and you need, and one thing that I learned as well through my design is that I'm energized in group settings. So I was doing only one-on-one clients and I'm the sole income earner um, since COVID, which I'm really proud of to be able here, to be here and walk my truth and do soul work and be supported by my husband who is strategic and does my web design and all that kind of stuff. Um, But for me, I was doing lots of one-on-one readings and I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. And when I had my human design reading, he said to me, do you love group stuff? And I was like, yeah, I love it. And he's like, that energizes you. The one-on-one stuff actually depletes you and it's important, but it depletes you. So you should be doing more events. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) And that was really helpful as well because I come away from an event and I go, yeah, let's go. That was amazing. Whereas I'll do three readings. That's the maximum I'll do in a day. And then I'll just lie down on the floor in my little reading room yep. and just beat my drum until I've got some energy to go Lends it. Yep. Yeah. I feel the same when I do um, some tarot readings. So I do tarot readings mm. for people as well. And yeah, there's, especially there's some readings where it's like, that was the one for today. Yes you know? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it's evolved into a deeper understanding where oftentimes in the process of doing it, I'm energized, I'm channeling, like I'm excited. But then Mm -hmm. when I step back to try and transfer over to another reading, I'm like, I can't, I got to like, let that clear before Mm -hmm. I jump into another reading, because this is another energy. This is another frequency. This is another, you know, person essentially. So it is this kind of, um, you know, energetic transfer that depending on what's going on and depending on who you're, Mm -hmm. you're doing these readings for, it can be exhausting. It can be, um, more so emotionally. Yeah. Even, even physically. So, um, you know, obviously I'm, I love being a medium so that, you know, bringing through people's loved ones who've passed on. So that is, emotionally really taxing especially when I have a mother who's lost a child because I just Mm -hmm. get off there and just go holy shit you know like that's a lot and that Mm -hmm. beautiful child and my beautiful child and all this kind of stuff but um I used to wear a Garmin so a sports watch when I would do readings and I used to also run 5ks and my readings would spike my heart rate more than my running So that's a sign as to how physical it can be on your body to actually have that energy transferring through your body. Cause I feel the pain. So, you know, if someone comes through that's passed over and they had stomach cancer, I'll be like, Oh, my stomach is sore. And it goes away. I'm not frightened of it. Cause as soon as I describe it and it's um, received, it goes away or a bit, Oh, I've had a headache or I'm really tired. So um, 
I'm taking on physically that person's energy. Right. And that's exhausting for my body. True. And that's mm. so fascinating to think about. So I used yeah. to run too, but I never thought to wear like mm. uh, the watch for the heart rate. I'm, I think I'm going to yeah. do that in my next reading. I found it fascinating. I, I was like, so why am I so, cause I'd come inside. I'd be like, I'm so tired. And I wouldn't know why. Cause I'm sitting on my bum. I'm sitting on right. my bum on the floor. Right. Why am I so tired? And again, I thought it was emotionally draining, which it can be. Um, but it was essentially the energy flowing through my body. It flows so- through our body. Yeah. So, you know, what mm-hmm. comes to mind just as I'm like looking at this light, it's almost like we're this energetic gateway and channel, yes. and mm-hmm. it's almost like keeping the light on for an extended yep. period of time. And that heat, like mm-hmm. if you go to touch that light bulb, it's, it's hot, you know, absolutely. So even yep. though it's just sitting there, it's channeling, it's processing. Mm-hmm. So yep. there's a lot happening and it mm-hmm. makes complete sense, um, that, that there's like this level of emotional and physical exhaustion. Yeah. Fascinating. And one thing that I teach my students, which I wasn't aware of at the start, which was to get the biggest or the best depth of connection is because when I was training, it was very evidence-based, which I love. So it was almost like bring through seven pieces of evidence that it's their loved one and then lean into the feelings. And then I trained with someone else and he said to me, lean into the feelings and trust spirit and then just let spirit almost take over your body. And I was like, cool. And I did. And so it's almost like you're letting spirit use your voice and your body to convey their message, oh. which sounds really scary if you've never no, done that. No, I, so yeah. <laughs> I do the same thing with the tarot. I do the same thing with the tarot. Like I, I literally say a prayer and it's like, allow me to be a channel, allow me to be the yeah. message, translate the mm-hmm. messages that you desire for this person to have. Yes. And then it's in that openness and it's in that, um, you know, surrender that really allows yes. that whole entire, you know, it comes through and it, it's, mm. it's, it's fluid. Mm. It's a fluid come through. It's not anything that you have to like stop and think about, um, you know, or you mm-hmm. feel off. It's, it's literally unfolding for you as for that you. channel. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever watched anyone connect deeply, you see them change. And I find it so fascinating. Like you see them take on body you know characteristics or expressions or even the way that they talk their energy I ran through it in class last night um we each I had each of my students had seven in class bring a photo of a loved one they wanted to connect to and we did group connections because they're still really new it was only their second night connection connecting so we did group connections for each person's photo that they put up and just to see and feel the energy change as the different mm-hmm. spirits were coming in was really really cool that mm-hmm. is so cool yeah So just out of just random kind of like left field question. Sure. You know how you said like you had people approach you to get readings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you notice something in me that guided you to me that wanted like maybe connect with beyond like coming onto the podcast and sharing your message just out of curiosity? Yeah. So I, um, as again, my husband, strategic to promote your podcast, get on other people's podcasts. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, and um, just scrolled through and I feel you're a manifesting generator as well. Is I that am. what you were saying before? Yeah. I feel, I feel so drawn to manifesting generators. I'm like, <laughs> it's my people, they get me and just your energy, just your energy is beautiful and uplifting. And um, my best friend, my soul sister is a projector. So her and I work together. We run goddess gatherings and it's such a beautiful union because she's really grounded and really waits to respond. Whereas I'm like, I'm going to create some shit for you right exactly. you know and I'm very masculine so I can step into my masculine and be like let's get it done and she's like oh 
let's flow into the feminine. I'm like, we got to get stuff done as well. Yeah. You know? um, so I find that really cool. But I find that especially on socials, I'm really drawn to Manny Jens because I think it's just the energy and the info yeah. and you can almost feed off each other. Absolutely. Mm. I feel that. Feel yeah. that very much so because um as you're saying this so I lost my mom in December December okay. yeah and prior to that interestingly enough um my father passed 2012 my first son was born in 2012 mm. 10 years later my mom pa- I had my son my second son and my mom passed very similar cycle 2021 so the ending years they equate to, I'm, I'm a little into like numerology and all the things yeah. like they're both five years, both years of change and mm-hmm. sequentially happened each time after I gave birth within months. Yes. And yeah. it's so fascinating to like, hear you, um, speak upon this because I had a very visceral connection to my father and I had mm-hmm. a dream with my mom. And I don't know if it's because like the relationship with my mom wasn't always, um, inviting and welcoming, mm-hmm. but I struggle to connect with her. But mm-hmm. right before they pass, my connection to them is so strong. Like mm-hmm. I knew the day that she was going to pass, I saw a butterfly. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's my mom. I got to go. I dropped my, we were on a bike ride. I dropped my son back off at home and I was like, I got to go see Layla. And mm-hmm. it was like that day. So, mm-hmm. you know, when we, when we touch upon, the afterlife, which in my opinion is not the afterlife. I feel like that is the life. It's like, yes. this is yep. like, this is the imprisonment, right? This, this is the classroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the, yep. the, the earth school situation yes. that we're going yep. through. And it's like, when this ends, it's when like your true life begins because you yes. begin to reflect upon the various different mm-hmm. lessons that you've had to mm-hmm. grow energetically, right. As a yes. spirit, as opposed mm-hmm. to focusing on growing as a human being to mm-hmm. make money, right? Like that is the focus. That is how we have to live. That is how we have to survive. And I think a lot of us are functioning from this fight or flight energy mm-hmm. yep. that it doesn't allow us to really connect to that, that veil that's between that is actually a part of every single moment. Right. It's like the spirituality is a part of every single moment. It's happening every single moment. It's magical every single moment. But there is this distraction. There's this layer that we have to, and for lack of a better word, surrender to because when you surrender, you 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 welcome the moment as it is and not as desire it to be. And it's there that like the juice lies, right? Mm -hmm. But it's um it's such a fascinating idea to think, which I've never had like past, you know, um, I never went to a medium or anything to connect with any, you know, past loved ones, probably because I connected to them in various different ways that I didn't necessarily feel the need to, but I, I would imagine that most people feel the need to, because there is that lack of connecting to their own, um, abilities or spirituality because yeah life itself yeah and a lot of people I think too during COVID tapped into their spirituality mm. so much more it like that pause was like an awakening yes because that's all we need is time so people I know I when I was learning as well I was like how to make this ladder how do I make these messages louder? How do I make them bolder? Like, how do I sit on my butt and have this unfold in front of me, basically, <laughs> you know? Um, and I remember my mentor laughing and saying, oh, honey, you just got to listen better. And I was like, mm. <laughs> no, 
make it louder, turn the volume up. And that's what I teach as well is that you need to shut off everything else to Mm -hmm. hear the internal noise or to hear the quiet noise from the spirit world. So for me, my nudges, so my nudge to create this beautiful reading room that I have came when I was just sweeping the driveway. So mindlessly just like, okay, back to basics. So for me, spirit will often be like, get in the garden, your garden's a mess, get in the garden, you know, or mop the floor or do the dishes. And for me, it's, I, I'm not a meditator. I meditate a little bit, but I don't like to sit still. And I find that if I'm sitting still, my brain likes to think of pathways of what I should be doing. So for me, meditation is active. So it might be a walk in nature. It might be going to the beach with the kids. Um, it's just being really mindful. That's how I meditate. And that's when my drop-ins come. And for me, that was really humbling as well, because every good idea that I've ever had, I've realized wasn't me. (laughs) Every every business success that I had, yes, I put in the hard work and made it happen. But like the idea, it wasn't me. (laughs) So true. So humbling. (laughs) It is so humbling. And I say that all the time. Like, it's not me, it's spirit. Like Mm. it comes from a different space and and you feel the way that it comes in with a different space, but you also had that that energy and that momentum behind you. Yes. And yeah. it's that, that inner sense of knowing that, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt that really shoves you and, and, and almost propels you into mm. doing these various different things and practices and business ventures and yeah. courses and connections and podcasts, because that is where you're, you're intended to go. It's, it's natural. Like that, yeah. that ability to flow with the natural flow of where you're being led mm-hmm. is in my opinion, if you can master that, like you got everything. I certainly haven't mastered it. I am a queen of fighting against resistance. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that comes with being a strong woman. So it's like, I don't care if the door's locked, I'll kick it down. Like I'm going to get there. And I feel like I'm an Aquarius moon. So okay. I'm a Gemini sign, Aquarius moon, Scorpio rising. So I'm also okay. here to just make a mess of things, you know, right. and just change, to flip some tables essentially. Um, <laughs> and so for me, like I have had to be resistant to build pathways that weren't quite there on the human realm but then I struggle to turn that resistance off as well so even with spirit I'll be like but no you know I'm resisting you and it's a lesson that I still haven't quite conquered I will resist and resist and resist and then when I finally go find you one I mean I did it three weeks ago I was like spirit I don't work for you anymore you pushed me too hard you ruined it (laughs) And I'm not doing anything now. So thank you. And I cracked it. And I was stubbornly in my garden. I was like, I'm just not working anymore. Whatever. (laughs) I really had a tantrum. And then spirit was like, you need to do this. And I was like, fine. (laughs) So I definitely, I haven't mastered it. I haven't mastered it. I am smart enough to know that if I keep resisting when things are not going right, then I'm going to get a harder lesson. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to get a kick up the bum and I'm going to have to pay attention. Um, But sometimes I do get stuck in that human stubbornness of like, no, 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 I'm going to make this work, you know? Um, And particularly the manifesting generator, it's like you conquer something, you're great at something. And then all of a sudden you don't want to do it anymore. Yep. And for me, that's so frustrating because I'm like, I just climbed the mountain the view is pretty, pretty sweet. Everything's going great. And now I don't want to be here. Fantastic. So, <laughs> so I have a bit of resistance to that. And, you know, surrender is a bittersweet word for me, but yeah, I'm <laughs> I've, I've learned to, to be in the flow with spirit. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it's, it's more so 
because I was a strong woman. Like I was arrested for yeah. fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was aggressive. I'm, I'm an Aries, you know, sun, mm-hmm. Taurus, Taurus moon and cancer rising. Yet yeah. at the very same time, I realized that this, the anger that I had was repressed mm-hmm. sadness. And I realized that what I was doing was a means uh, almost like a protective mm-hmm. layer of allowing people to see the softness. And it was like, I had to be this warrior, but then Mm. I also had to surrender to what was behind the shield. Yes. Not just what the shield was going for. And um, it helped me kind of tap into, which interestingly enough, the way that I, that I process astrology is your rising sign is like your helper. Mm. And it helps Mm -hmm. your sun sign. So whenever you feel something, you kind of regroup and like, think about, you know, your rising sign, you know, I have cancer rising. So it's like Mm -hmm. water, relax, nurturing, like, where is that? How can that communicate and talk to the heat a little bit and kind of of simmer it down a little bit Mm. and that ability to start simmering down and that ability to check in with my rising has allowed me to be more in the flow. And maybe it's because the rising is a water sign or whatever, but be more in the flow. Do I have moments? Of course, like yesterday I had a moment at work and, you know, I was, I was challenged and by higher ups and you do, you do what you're told. And I said, absolutely Mm -hmm. not. I don't do Mm -hmm. what I'm told. I am not your pawn. Mm -hmm. Um, and I stood up for myself, of course, but it was guttural. It was like, this is it. Like, this is the Mm -hmm. line, you know what I mean? This is the line. So it's really, um, again, a balance, just like anything else. Absolutely. And there's polarity in everything. And so, you know, we think, oh, I'm going to chase this characteristic because it's so noble. And so that might be being really placid now and being like, no, 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 like I'm calm. That's not good either. We can't be totally calm because anger is also there. There's nothing that's good or bad. We just have to rein it in. And it's so interesting because my daughter is a cancer son. My son is a tourist son, um, tourist son. And my husband is Aries rising. He's also Gemini sun, Aquarius moon. So there's a mix of my whole family in there. (laughs) So that makes so much sense. Um, And I love that. And again, it's, it's knowing that's something that I only found out recently as well, knowing our placements can help us understand ourselves and go, oh, this is where I fall into that trap. Or this is actually what is really great about me. Even though I don't like it sometimes, it's also a strength as well. Um, And I related to what you said about the warrior. So I've never been aggressive, but um, you would just be very independent, very independent and wore that like a badge. Independent, resilient woman, I'm a boss. And then people fed into that. You know, you're so strong. You're so independent. Mm. I don't know how you do it. So for me, I was like, that's what gives me my worth is that I'm strong mm-hmm. and capable. But on the inside, I was like, somebody help me. Yes! <laughs> Please. And then I was like, but I can't crumble in front of you because the only reason that you think I'm mm. awesome is because I'm strong because right. it was the only thing I was ever complimented on. Yeah. It doesn't so give that you that was a worthiness. Mm. Yep. And it doesn't mm-hmm. give you that permission to be all the things and to yeah. feel all the feelings. And mm-hmm. there's always, you know, like the anger part for sure. I was taking it to the extreme. Yep. You know, it's still like my, I'm saucy, you know, and mm-hmm. that is it. It's like the extremes is where, mm-hmm. like you said, the placements help because mm-hmm. there are polarities to planets, polarities to signs, polarities mm-hmm. to houses and when you know 
yours and you know both, you could say, okay, I'm trending a little bit further over here. I'm, you know, I'm feeding my ego. Let's check in. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that gives you a resource yes. to, to stay in, in this place of connectivity instead of, you know, when you go too far off on one end, mm-hmm. you're like irrational. Like you're not even like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it comes down to, I feel like any form of healing is owning your stuff owning your own mess that's what healing is about for me so it's not about not having a mess right and I used to pretend that I didn't have a mess like if someone was coming to my house that house would be clean and if it wasn't then there's no way that I'm having someone come over that simple you know whereas now I'm like come over it's a mess if you'd like to grab a broom I would be very helpful (laughs) you know I would be very grateful to you want to know laundry (laughs) yeah literally and it's because again my worth is not based on me being on top of my stuff and if you're coming over it's probably because I'm not on top of my stuff right now and I do need a hand you know um so for me it's about owning your mess not pretending that you don't have it not putting it under the rug and functioning like it doesn't exist but being like I've got mess and I'm okay with it and I'm working through it and hey show me your mess too let's work through our messes together um and to me that was where my healing really began when I was just like I'm not pretending anymore that I have my stuff together because I don't and what that does is gives other people permission to share oh my goodness thank god neither do I (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so true Mm -hmm. so true and I think as moms especially there is that even more juggling going on and like Mm -hmm. the task oriented you know responsibilities that come Mm -hmm. with it which are great right but it does get messy. It does get sticky. Mm-hmm. You know, we do get frustrated and it's, yeah. it's the opportunity to be okay within mm-hmm. that energetic space and say like, this is what it is right now. I'm moving through it. I'm experiencing yeah. it and I'm feeling it. Absolutely. And our parents don't need, uh, sorry, our children don't need perfect parents. So, you know, if I'm, yeah. And if I make a mistake with my child, I would beat myself up about it. And now I go, no, this is a learning opportunity for all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a son with some additional needs, so he doesn't go to mainstream schooling and he's been uh, tough to parent. Um, And I really struggled because I was trying to fix him. Um, I was trying to follow other people's advice as to Mm. what successful parenting looked like. And my kid was like, Hey, I'm not doing anything that you tell me (laughs) to do right now. And I was like, I'm the worst parent in the world, you know? Um, So I was going against my gut feelings and I was going against my intuition. I didn't really know what it was at that point. I just knew that like I was failing at parenting and my child was very naughty. (laughs) If you're on the outside looking in, he was not doing anything he was supposed to be doing. And um, I spent so much of my time trying to get him to tick the boxes and and myself to tick the boxes that I constantly felt like I was failing. And it wasn't until I was like... I'm throwing all this in the bin and I'm doing what feels right for me. And I'm actually going to work on myself that he is so settled and he's come so far mm-hmm. because, and I felt a lot of guilt and I had to work through a lot of shame about that. Like, I can't believe I took him to specialists and I can't believe that I would yell at him if he was being naughty in the supermarket. Cause I felt that I was expected to, because people were looking at me and all that kind of stuff. And I held so much shame around that. I was that mum for a little while. Whereas now I go, no, like it's a gift because he's seen the transformation as to my healing. He's so switched on. Like he, he's so conscious. He's so on to everything. He's seen that. Um, I yelled the other day and I'm, I don't like to yell. Um, I yelled the other night. I was very touched out and just done. And then I hugged him. I said, sorry, he's 10. He's beautiful. He's nearly as tall as me already. And, um, 
the next morning I said, sorry again. And he's like, mom, stop it. Like I yell, sometimes it's fine. And I said, do you remember I used to yell all the time? And he goes, yeah, why don't you anymore? And I said, because I don't want to be that mom and I've worked on my stuff. And I cried and I'm going to cry again now because I'm just a <laughs> mess. <laughs> um, but then I, as I thought about it later, I went, what a gift, because we can either sit there and be like, oh, I used to yell at my kids and I'm a horrible person and sit in that crappy energy that doesn't help anything. Um, but he, that's a lesson for him. Like, oh, I've made a mistake. I have the chance right now to change, you know, mm-hmm. I have the chance to change. So our kids don't see that if they look at their mom and go, mom's perfect all the time. Yes. Then they just have this huge, and my mom's super independent, super resilient. So I was measuring myself to, to her, right. you know. So the permission to crumble or to make a mistake and apologize is very powerful for our kids to witness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do the same with my son and I get, I get, I don't yell, but I guess you can tell in my tone of voice, I'm Mm -hmm. frustrated. He's like, you're Mm -hmm. frustrated. I was like, you're right. He's like, (laughs) he's like my baby Jesus. I tell him this all the time. (laughs) You are Jesus Christ reincarnated because you teach me more than I think I've ever taught you. Yeah. And you know, I do make mistakes and I do apologize to him Mm. and it's just, it's humans. It's not like I'm yes. better. And I tell them all the time, I was like, it doesn't matter if you you're around an adult, like nobody has the right to speak to you that way, just because you're a mm-hmm. child. No one has yeah. the right to do anything like that because you are a child. I don't have the right as your mom to speak to you like that. And I apologize. Really? I was yeah. out of line, you know, and you're right. I think that, well, I hope that he goes, he goes on life, like, you know, unscathed, but it is that observation from mm-hmm. a child's perspective mm-hmm. that gives them the space to be okay with the ebbs and flows of mm-hmm. life and the ebbs of flows of emotions that they are not only around, but experiencing. And that understanding that at times we're not going to be on point, you know, at mm-hmm. times things are going to get messy. Things are going to get sticky, but we'll get through it. And yeah. I've been teaching him meditation. He lays with his like crystals on his body before bed and it just tidbits because they've been so helpful and powerful for myself and so many other people to yeah. really begin to tune in. And he's super gifted. Like he is mm-hmm. super connected as well. And I want it when they're young, it's just so easy it happens so easy because they're still connected so we come down and we're so connected and then we go programmed and we like so if we have an imaginary friend they're not an imaginary friend and then we go to school and then all of a sudden we don't see that imaginary friend anymore it's because we activate our logic and it doesn't make sense so therefore we can't see it but babies laugh and smile and coo at something that we can't see you know um they're so connected and I look back at photos of my son and he looks like this wise elder in a baby's (laughs) body in a newborn baby's body and I remember like I had him and I looked at him and I was like you've been here before you know I'd heard people say that and I was like you've been here before and then when I had my daughter two years later I was like I don't know what to do with you like she's just a totally (laughs) brand new soul but one of my son's frustrations was like no one's listening to me and I know how to do it better than all of you and then I think oh my god imagine coming down to our human classroom and having all like being highly ascended probably some sort of master and then being treated like a child (laughs) who knows nothing (laughs) and I'm like oh um but they're so connected if we can keep that open instead of them having to rediscover it like we did it's powerful it is. I've, 
beautiful moment um, with my son when I first started studying psychic development is we were talking about spirit guides and he said, who do you think mine is? And I was like, who do you think it is? And he said, Nana's dad. And I said, yeah, I think so too. Now I never got to meet my mum's dad. He passed before I was born. And um, my son was like, yeah, I think it's him. And then he said, can we contact him? And I said, sure. And so we sat in my little room out here and we had the candles on. And I said, why don't you say the things that you think that you're getting as messages? Just trust it and speak. And he started saying things that were coming through my mind from my mum's dad through my mind and my son was voicing them and it was so powerful and I said Seb I just want to put my hands on your shoulders and I put my hands on his shoulders and he started sobbing so he was about seven at the time and I said what's wrong mate and he said when I get in trouble at school so he was in mainstream school at the time he said I feel someone put their hands on my shoulders and there's no one there So him and I, I'm crying again, were like sobbing in my little reading room because I just felt so safe knowing that my poor boy that was getting in trouble at school so much um, had someone behind him and he felt it just going, it's okay, like I've got you. And then we had a laugh and I said, what do you think he would have been saying like when the teachers are telling you off and and you can feel it? And he's like, he's making jokes and telling them like, shut up, you know, leave him alone and all this kind of stuff. And we laughed because that was exactly his personality. It was that he would challenge authority and he would make jokes and things like that. And it was just so beautiful to see the ease of connection and the emotion that came out of it was insane because he understood and I went wow like we need to be keeping this alive in our kids instead of teaching them things that they don't really need to know I say literally everyone should do a um, psychic development beginners course just to get back to their internal knowing yes do you Mm -hmm. have your own course or do you have one that you suggest that maybe you could provide a link for that I could put in the show notes Yeah, absolutely. So I will be launching another one probably in May. Um, I haven't launched one for a while, but any form of beginner's development course, but we'll definitely pop a few links in there of a few different people. Yeah, Um, that'd be great. Just to, we, and you know, we can't get validation unless we train, which is why I feel circles and connections and readings and learning are so important because we get this information, but we don't have anything to validate it against. We can't go look in a book and go, yes, that's correct. Or we can't go to Google and search it, you know? So we need to be able to relay that information to someone else. And then they say, oh yeah, that's, how did you know that about me? And that's how we learn and trust our gifts. So that's why I'm kind of harping on about sitting in circle or doing a development course so that you can get that external validation of those internal thoughts. Yes. Because outside noise is really loud. So we need to amplify our internal noise as well. Very loud. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This has been such a joy. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for chatting to me. For a couple hours more about all Absolutely. Definitely. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about how we can connect with you. Um, I know you mentioned that you have your course coming up. How can somebody get a reading with you? What do you offer? Um, I don't know if you have anything else that you want to share with regards to your mediumship and, um, your psychic gifts. 
Yeah, sure. So um, my website, janellebridge.com.au, um, I have my courses on there. I sometimes run, at the moment, I'm running a mediumship masterclass, which goes for three weeks, and it's just three different sessions um, where we connect deeply in practice and things like that. I will be launching another beginner psychic development course soon-ish. <laughs> um, I have mediumship or soul readings available. So I don't do, I guess, basic psychic readings um I shy away from I guess the fortune telling stuff um yes. oh my gosh but, I was gonna yeah. ask about it it slipped my mind yeah. because mm-hmm. people think psychic and that's ultimately what they think about so yeah. just kind of like reframing that mindset yes. and that that offering because you're mm-hmm. right so many people just, like people ask me when I do the tarot like are you a psychic I'm like it's it's different I channel sometimes yeah. it's future sometimes it's present like it's mm-hmm. different and that's the thing. So when I came out as a psychic, when I came out of spiritual closet, I guess we'd call it, I was almost ashamed to say the word psychic, if I'm really honest, because there's so many shady characters who pretend to be right. psychic or we're all psychic, but use their gifts in, in terrible ways. Um, and there's just, I didn't want to damage my reputation. Um, my reputation is everything. And I'd been in respectable businesses and like a marriage celebrant that's a really wholesome respectable thing to do and um I was quite scared and it was simply because there's lots of dodgy characters out there and I didn't want people to say to me oh like when am I getting married and is this person my soulmate and all that kind of stuff because I won't go down that track because it's going to go forever but essentially relationships work if we make them work as human beings you know um and I won't tell someone that that person is their soulmate because that person could then go down a dark path and treat you really poorly every single day. And you're going to stay because that's your soulmate. Right. Because yeah? the psychic that connected to your Nena, you know, so accurately told you. So therefore everything she said must be right. And I just think that you're playing with fire a little bit. Um, anyhow, so psychic stuff, you know, I, it's, I guess a well-known name and way to describe what we do, which is why we often have to put it in our title. Again, strategic husband is like, you need to rank for a keyword psychic, right? <laughs> I'm like, but I don't want to be a psychic. I'm a channel. And he's like, I don't know what that means. Do many people know what that means? I'm like, yeah, probably not, you know? So we have to be smart as well. We have to be found. Um, So for me, soul readings are essentially, okay, this is what's coming up for you. I work with inner child uh, trauma so we all have inner child trauma I thought I didn't I had an incredible childhood we all have inner child trauma um, yeah. and the way in which it presents in readings is um, an underlying belief that we have that might have just been a comment that we wrote in our little book in childhood as okay this is the way that life works so beautiful client of mine um, he'd earn a lot of money he had a child who was three and he's like I just can't switch off I can't stop working and I don't know why and I can't be present and I don't know what's going on. And I was like, okay, great. And I tapped in. I saw an image of him at seven. Um, His dad wasn't at his baseball games. And the reason that his dad wasn't at his baseball games is because his poor dad was working three jobs. He had to, to survive. And so basically what Sean had written in his mind, in his notebook of life, guide to life that we do as a child is work is more important than me. Mm. so that was his underlying belief and when I said that he went white and he he said you just unlock the code for me that's exactly because he couldn't work it out it's like I've got enough money we're safe we're secure I can take time off work but why can't I relax into my family what's going on here and that was almost programmed in no no fault of dad poor dad's working to the bone just so that you know that they could have a roof over their head but essentially what he programmed into his brain was work is more important than me 
And additionally, that's how I love my family by working. Um, and so it was un like, once we're aware of it, we can reprogram and we can say, well, work was really important to dad. And I so appreciate that he works so hard to keep a roof over my head, but I'm safe. Right. And I'm doing it differently. So I love that aha moment where we go, oh my God, there's this silly belief that I've been carrying for 30 years that I can change now. Yeah. So that's my favorite part about soul readings and then purpose and all that kind of stuff as well. But it's generally our limiting beliefs that stuff us up. So I love to just pull that to the forefront and be like, how do we burn this? <laughs> how yeah. do we get rid of this? this? So I work, mm. I work with um, a subconscious practitioner. She does, mm. I don't know if you're familiar with it. She does Psych K. Yep. Um, so she's a practitioner and I've been working with her and I've done hypnosis before, but this sounds mm. very fascinating. I might. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And I think, you know, again, in a child trauma, I scoffed when people brought it up for me because I was like, oh, I don't, I don't have any. <laughs> like, my parents are amazing, but I do. I have a lot. We all have a lot. Yeah. And being a highly sensitive person, there's a lot, a lot, a lot for me. You know, there's ways in which that I didn't feel loved, even though I know that I am. I didn't feel it because I was here and open and like, let's you know, connect on this soul level. And I wasn't able to receive that sometimes. Right. You know, and the traumas so, too are not just like people think of trauma as like, you know, big T's, like, you know, mm. abuse or, you know, neglect, but mm. there's also little T's, which could be like your friends making fun of you mm -hmm. at, on the playground. And you don't really know exactly what was said, but it's still like in your subconscious mind. And oh, yeah, you could body in gray, but it will mm -hmm. not show its face. It'll show its no. face in different ways in your life. Yeah. But unless you're privy to, you know, the cause, it'll continue. Mm -hmm. I um, see a kinesiologist, which is incredible, like incredible. And she calls them my hooks. So if something happens now in adult life that attaches to a hook that I have from adolescence, she's like, oh, that's hooked in. Can you see? And it's, so it's almost like there's, you know, like fishing hooks or knitting hooks mm -hmm. or whatever that just kind of, I'm doing this with my hands and no one can see me just yeah. kind of pull in and hook into that trauma and they pull it to the forefront. So mm -hmm. I had an experience that I'd forgotten about that. She said, oh, you're holding paranoia in your kidneys. And I was getting kidney infections. There was absolutely no reason why I was getting them. It was so frustrating. She says, you hold paranoia there. And I kind of was like, I'm not a paranoid like I'm very chill I'm not a paranoid person and she said um and it was essentially due to community and something that it has she said it's coming back to you were 15 and you were like you, you were kind of caught off guard and you felt safe and you weren't and um that stayed with you xyz and I was like no 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 I don't remember and then all of a sudden I went oh my god I remember and now I know why I'm acting the way that I'm acting in this certain situation at 35 years old because one of those hooks has just pulled that to the forefront and said, remember when this happened to you, you have to avoid that happening again. And therefore you're going to act this way. And so she can reprogram, like kinesiology is incredible because they can reprogram yeah. it. Now body holds score and there's just so much, so much, but every single tiny interaction that we have presses a button, molds us, puts For us on sure. a different pathway. And as a parent, that is terrifying. Yeah, I know. It's so I'm like, how do I protect him? I'm like, this is a part of the process. I'm like, I yes. just give him the tools and the resources to mm -hmm. help support him. Yeah. But it's so true. It's like, as a, as a parent, knowing that you're just like, gosh, I hope I'm not a part of any kind of, you know, trauma, but I'm sure you I am. You will be. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, sometimes, sure sometimes it's something like, 
you know, something so simple, which can be, you know, you have to clean your room before you can go and do something fun. And then that can, can that can, you know, um, add to their programming of like, I'm only worthy of having fun when I've done all the things that I need to do, which again, is as a functioning adult, a great thing, but also in too much, it's too much. You know what I mean? Right. So I think we're here to mess them up a little bit in the softest way possible and help them overcome the humps as well. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a joy. Loved this conversation so deeply and connected to so many aspects and resonated with so much that you shared. If you want to connect with Janelle, check the show notes, her website link will be there along with the links. If you can make sure if you could send me those, um, course links. Yes. Perfect. Tours and you know, whichever one and we will stay up to date on additional details um, as they come with her course when it comes out in May. And we will update the show notes once that's out. I want to thank you all for being here. And hopefully this inspires you to do a little bit of a deep dive within your own spiritual consciousness, because we are all spiritual beings having this human experience. And it is our duty to connect and align with our spirituality and with a higher intelligence beyond the logical mind. And it's guests like Janelle that really crack us open to an understanding that what you're experiencing is not crazy. What you're experiencing is not far-fetched and too woo-woo. And it's not your imagination. It is a call to action. It is a call and a tug on your heart to step forward. And now more than ever to have conscious beings and spiritually connected beings beginning to roam our worlds will elevate not only yourself, but elevate the entire consciousness of the world. So thank you so, so much for being here with us and we will see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you.